Time stops for no being. Overthrowing despots be damned. A favor for a friend and ally brings the Void Jammer's crew to the ocean planet of Entha on a rescue mission. They'll soon find out that the Turning Water is home to many mysteries, some that jeopardize their current mission, and some about the crew members themselves. Beneath the surface lie potential answers, and for once, a job that has them answering a call to protect and to preserve. Aside from the demons within, in their way stands a much more immediate and external dragon to slay, the company manager of Entha and her squad of aquatic troubleshooters. And Saren, Relora, Ballad, and Friday look like the perfect target practice. Ride the waves or get shot trying. Far beyond the stars. Hello, gentle Far Beyond the Stars listeners, and gentle Far Beyond the Stars players. Welcome. Hi. 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 How we feeling? Hey, girl. Hey, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready to have your feelings hurt today? So ready. Gotta brace myself. Brace myself. Where's my tissue box? There it is. Deep breaths, gang, because we're getting on an emotional roller coaster, and we will not be getting off ever. No. Hooray! Oh, no. <laughs> we're our style. <laughs> so where we last left your wonderful characters, you were in the basement of a kind of rundown little building in the Spike, and uh, you were in sort of a little little meeting for people who are interested in becoming a worshiper of Hylax. This was, of course, just a front because Tarika wanted to meet you to discuss her missing daughter. Two of you were able to actually have that discussion with her, Saren and Friday. (laughs) We're able to (laughs) uh, talk to Tarika, get all of the details that you needed for the mission. Essentially, Tarika is sending you to go pick up some cargo that is bound for Entha. This is a little time sensitive since it's a first come, first serve sort of cargo pickup job situation. Pretty light on the Shan conversations. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. For reasons to be. I hope to find out. (laughs) Gone over in detail uh, at a later point in time. Ballad and Relora, or Esk, uh, as their current form is, were. taken off to an extra corner by a very enthusiastic devotee (laughs) of Hylax, (laughs) the Sharon Tictus, who is still going on at length about the glories of Hylax and why. Tell us more, please. Tell us more. (laughs) Great. (laughs) I will also remind you that the four of you did put on disguises before coming Mm -hmm. in here that went from changing species like Ballad and Relora to shaving a mustache and wearing a different hat and slightly lengthening uh, some crystal spurs (laughs) for uh, Saren and Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Friday does look disturbingly different. So business with Tarika concluded. She's going to 
sneak out of the room and attempt to avoid any overly friendly Sharon's attention. First, though, she's going to clap Friday on the shoulder and say, you should grow that mustache back. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. I, I, just give it four or five episodes and we'll be all good again. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. And Friday, thank you. Always. And she scurries off. Uh, the, at the last point of the last episode, the person who has been facilitating these meetings just told everybody to change partners. So Tickchus is shaking Ballad's hands and then shaking Esk's hands. Very, very enthusiastic going like, oh my gosh, it was so great to meet you. And I hope to see you at the next meeting. And he buzzes off to go harass someone else. Saren will like just look to the captain and just be like, well, it seems like we've got our work cut out for us. Should we get going before we get caught in any more conversations? Sounds like a good idea. Let's get going before we get caught. Yeah, let's go. That was quite bracing. <laughs> Is Esk thinking of converting to Hylax? Uh, How convincing they, they was Tictus? They've taken some pamphlets. You know, they're keeping an open mind. They'll they'll read up. They'll read up. They'll do some more. <laughs> I know they rolled pretty high on their culture, but... Well, the role has come and gone. Hylax is also... <laughs> not Hylax. Uh, Tickchus has also come and gone. And the four of you are uh, following Tarika's directions. Uh, you are heading to Warehouse 47C, which, is, which isn't far from where you currently are to pick up the cargo that you're going to be taking to Entha on a totally, totally reasonable, on the up and up, we have a perfectly legitimate reason to be here. Job. I want Ballad to make me a perception check as you're going back through the neighborhood that it took you to, Ooh. that you took to get to this sub-basement anyway. Okay. In fact, I don't know. I'm going to actually, I'm going to open it up to all four of you. All four of you are welcome to make a perception check for this. Ballad, you do get a plus two to this roll. Oh, so 27 in total Mm -hmm. then. Good lord. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah. Esk got a six. I'm going to picture Esk's roll. So when Rolora's in an S form, they they worked as a station engineer here on the station. So I want to say, again, it's like I mentioned that kind of muscle memory when they're in forms. And I want to picture them that they're like concentrating on maintenance stuff where it's like, whoa, nobody stripped that down yet. Or it's like, oh, there's a bit of rust over here. What happened? <laughs> Just that's kind of they're like, they're, they're more like taking a look at their old haunts as they're going through. Oh my God. And I'm like, wow. What? Okay. Where we coded that one. So Esk is noticing a lot of things, just not the thing I'm trying to get you to notice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're zeroing totally elsewhere. That's fantastic, and I, I love that a lot. Saren, meanwhile, rolled a natural one for a nine. And, Ooh, that uh, one! <laughs> what Dang. a way to start the episode. Uh, is, <laughs> is is definitely caught up in your own brain about, like, where what's going on with Shan? Like, just kind of really <laughs> focused on the fact that there is just this pit in gi- inside your crystals mm-hmm. that that kind of has been forming ever since that message came in. Yes, of course. Very focused, very like on mission. Mm-hmm. Like got to get to the warehouse, got to pick up the cargo, got to get out of here. Got to go save <laughs> Shan. <laughs> go save Shan. What about Mr. Friday Francisco? 
21. 21. Okay, well, it's a good thing two of you are paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Ballad's ballad's 27 and Friday's 21 uh, mean that as you're leaving, the two of you, I think, are a little more on edge for anyone who might look familiar to you as you're passing through. And the two of you notice that uh, sitting at one of the cafe tables outside of the noodle shop is a pretty familiar looking drow woman. Friday, you recognize this person uh, from being introduced to her when Sinjin was giving you, you know, the job to steal the void jammer in the first place. Sarah, uh, Ballad, you recognize this person because you've actually known her for quite a while. This is one of Sinjin's regular contacts, someone that he keeps in close touch with and someone he's placed pretty high in his organization and, uh, and in his circle of trust, as it were. It's Deminda. Oh, God. Well, that's all. Oh, hottie. Oh, yeah. Badass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, goodness. does not appear to have noticed the four of you. She looks like she's just enjoying a bowl of noodles. Ballad in particular, though, would be aware that um, this is not where she would usually be found hanging out. It's weird to see her here. Ballad, what do you think? Do you think we should take a back alley or do we have a chance? (sighs) There's probably an ambush. If we take Hmm. a back alley, we're more likely to get ambushed. We should stay in public in front of more people. Why don't we find where the the route with the most most uh, people, like you said, and uh, and we'll see what happens. I guess. Yeah, honestly, there's no there's no right answer here. Ballad and I will let Saren and uh, Miss Fanny and let them know what's going on, and then we will take that uh, the most busiest route, so to speak. Okay, and I assume the four of you are trying your best to blend in with the crowd. Yes. Can I get a stealth yes. roll from the four of you? <laughs> can do as much as a seven foot tall like crystal person can blend in with anyone that's the sneakiest uh type of person i don't know <laughs> i don't know what you mean <laughs> Ooh, nailed it yes ask nailed it saren Ooh. also did a pretty good job yeah How did Friday do? very nice <laughs> Oh hmm. God! Oh no! <laughs> Friday, he beefed Friday it. Flips over like the sitcoms. His watching the drama trips over a table. <laughs> yeah, Friday and Ballad are too busy looking around. Yeah, they're distracted. It's two people who noticed Deminda, who were the most freaked out, and make <laughs> some mistakes. As you're moving through the crowd in the direction of the company warehouses, Deminda makes eye contact with Ballad. And all she does is just waves. Smiles and waves. Not a very nice smile. Wave back, Ballad. (laughs) (laughs) She does not wave back. (laughs) She grimaces. She narrows her eyes and just... She kind of just is staring back at her, but not reacting to her wave giving her the stink eye if you're still looking she will make a vi- she make a big show of twirling her chopsticks in her noodle bowl and uh taking a bite ballad summons her chain whip around her hand 
She's not really doing anything about it yet. It's just like wrapped around her hand. Like she reaches up for the moat and it just, and and in the air, because she has to like reach up um, near her head, she just clenches her fist and the whip is around her, her fist. Okay. But you're not like making a move to attack or anything. It's just a comfort thing at the moment. Adjusting it's cases. A, yeah, it's a comfort thing. It's a yeah, it's a preparedness thing. It's also kind of a show to Deminda that like I'm not backing down. Mm-hmm. She's not going to oh. intimidate me, you know. <laughs> One perfectly plucked eyebrow will go up, and uh, she'll kind of make a little like raise, like a little raised hands motion of like it's her hands. Her mm-hmm. hands are empty except for her chopsticks. Are the yeah, four of you continuing that. to move towards the warehouse? Yeah, we don't have time to waste. If she, especially if she knows we're here, she might think the ship's here, and that we don't want to risk that. Yeah, then continue moving forward as stealthily as possible. Ballad. What I'll also just sort of tell you because you, you know, you've worked with Deminda before. You you don't know her extremely well. It wasn't like you were best friends or anything, but you do know her, and mm. you know that she enjoys to play with her food a little bit. If she's here. And has otherwise made no no motions towards doing anything at the moment. It's because she's trying to shake you up before mm-hmm. doing something else. Yeah, I think Ballad will definitely relay that to, you know, the group. Just making sure they all understand the situation we're in. We need to, like, move quickly, hey, everyone. Hey, Ballad, I'm thinking yeah. that before, before we do, we might shake her up a little bit by you just going and sitting at the table. Because she probably wouldn't expect that. You're damn right. And, uh, ooh, fun. I give you my charming veneer so you have that one extra point. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ballad, you know, she's feeling a little wild. She, she doesn't lower her disguise, but she's going to stop disguising her voice because, you know, she's talking a little more low than normal. But she grins at Friday and then stop, like, literally just walks. Uh, casually over, drops into the chair across from her, and uh, leans forward. Hi, Deminda. You know, I actually wasn't totally sure it was you until you summoned your moat. That's mm. quite a disguise. <laughs> Thanks. You, uh, you know the deal. I do. Yes. Well, how are you, Ballad? I, I have to admit, I was disappointed that you didn't, uh, make our scheduled rendezvous a mm. few weeks ago. <laughs> Everything all right? Yeah, I'm sure you were real disappointed, honey. Uh, oh, I was. Okay, all right. I had something <laughs> very special planned for our reunion. I'm sure you did. I am sure you did. You have always liked to, uh, you know, mess with people. A little bit of cat <laughs> and mouse, huh? But I'm the cat here, babe. You are a cat. Sure. I've watched you work. Mm. It's fine. I'm perfectly happy having a uh, more of an impromptu reunion. (sighs) You know, I think you'll find that some things have changed. And uh, you haven't seen me work recently. So just bear that in mind before you do something you're going to regret. Roll intimidation. Oh, that I need. Oh. It's a plus one for charming veneer, right? Yeah. Oh, natural twenty. <laughs> yeah, that's natural, natural 20. twenty right there. Go. It's a twenty-three total with charming veneer. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. Damn. Nat twenty. Um, 
She's a Shun warrior for the Golden League in her own right. She's she's tough to shake up, and most people wouldn't really be able to tell. But again, you've worked with her before, and you also you know her type. Mm-hmm. And her eyes widen just a fraction, and there's a definitive pause before she sets her chopsticks down, sort of dabs delicately at her mouth with a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> And stands up and says, well, like I said, lovely to see you. Mm, Likewise. I'm sure I'll be seeing you later. And I'll also (laughs) be sure to let Sinjin know you're around. He'll definitely want to have a few words, I imagine. That ballad, her face kind of curdles at that, her expression. She clicks her teeth together. She doesn't really respond. She, she... You know, as much I don't think she's like intimidated in this in the sense of um, actual mechanical intimidation, but the feeling is that you know as much as what she just said is true, Dominda hasn't seen what she can do now, which is more than what she used to be able to do. But neither has Ballad seen what Sinjin can do now, and she, as much as she's like kind of playing, uh, she has a lot of bravado right now, but. There is a part of her that really fears what he must have become and what he can do now, considering his power. Sensible. And so she's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very sensible. In the meta sense, she's like, oh, I know that bitch is like level 18 or something. I don't. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh- he could probably have already taken you for taken you for a ride, you know, a year ago when you split up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but those that thoughts for another time, you know. Gulp. <laughs> Deminda oh Deminda is leaving the area. <sighs> yeah, uh, Ballad will stand up and go back to the group, but the whole time she's kind of. She's watching Deminda and she's scanning the crowd for anyone who looks like they might also be a Shun or um, like that she knows and recognizes from from the past. Roll me another perception check. <sighs> I'm a little shook up. 25 is still pretty good. <laughs> Dang, I am rolling. Yeah, nice you're rolling today. rocks today. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you notice as you are walking back to your friends that there are a couple of uh, pretty buff looking Vesk hanging around but they also appear to be leaving they seem to be following after Deminda. I go up to Ballad and go, you doing okay? Yeah, I'm I'm alright thanks man. Uh, That was pretty awesome (laughs) thanks, I um she she pauses and she like grips Friday's arm. I couldn't have done it without your help, you know. I'm always here to bring the, sh- the awe. <laughs> okay, let's get out of here. Let's go. As rejoins, they were in line at the Sabaros Pizza. That was their thirty disguise. Their thirty <laughs> stealth was just to act like a customer. So they're coming back with their pizza slice. <laughs> they were just in line rejoining the group. Sabaro <laughs> still exists. It's, it's like thousands of years late, or hundreds of years later. Sparrow's Trans- still around, baby. Transdimensional. Oh. <laughs> Sabaros yeah, tra- forever. 
It just has like five S's. That's the only difference. It's Sabaro. <laughs> it's run by Ramiels, the snake people. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> good scene, gang. That was fun. I mean, <laughs> that was good. I, uh, that was not that the was way fun. I expected you to play it. I didn't think you were going to talk to her. I was like going back and forth, and then when <laughs> Dustin said do it i was like you know what that's enough of that's enough for me i'm doing it <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> fucking awesome uh hero point to just for playing ballad very well and rolling that hero natty point. 20 yeah that was nice deminda wasn't gonna leave but Nat- natty natty 20s deserve to be rewarded <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> awesome Thank you. I think that Saren just kept walking and didn't realize that everyone else had stopped. <laughs> and is like <laughs> at the edge of the Ultimate causeway. Stealth, committed to the bit. <laughs> <laughs> Got to like the exit of the area and was like, wait. I don't know them. <laughs> where did everyone go? <laughs> what's, what's even funnier about it is there's a, uh, there's a party that looks uh, similar to us. That is all behind you. (laughs) Yeah, there's a dwarf and a shim and a Sharon and just sort of like a really tall human just sort of casually nearby. And (laughs) (laughs) the human's blue. The dwarf is like a guy instead of (laughs) the nega crew. Yeah, that's it. It's our necro crew. <laughs> necro crew. Necro crew. <laughs> Incredible. All right. So you proceed towards the section of this neighborhood that holds a lot of the company warehouses. And uh you're all on you're all very much on the lookout at this point. I'm not I'm not gonna make you roll any extra perception checks. Uh you don't you don't see anyone or anything particularly suspicious. You know, you can you can get on with work as usual for the moment, but you do know that okay. uh, if Deminda is aware that you're on the station, Sinjin is now aware that you're on the station. And you finally arrive at uh, Warehouse 47C, which is over in the Edgecourt block. You enter this cavernous room. It's filled with hundreds of workers. Some of them are using cargo lifters. While tons of crated goods pass in and out of the warehouse on racks that hang from automated tracks built into the 30-foot high ceiling. And you approach this Yasoki man who is holding a clipboard and seems really busy. But he does look to be in charge. Uh, Hello, sir. Uh, My name is Friday Francisco, and I'm just here to pick up a shipment. What do you need from me? What are you new? Go find it yourself. I am new. Then, all right, I need your authorization code, and I need your ship's dock number, and I need you to go find the shipment that you're taking and bring me the ticket. Okay. If you do that, I think I can get you, I can get it loaded by, he looks over at this large digital clock on the wall, um, and it's got just the status of a mind-boggling number of shipments. Like, you just get the sense that oh. these people are busy. They are frazzled. They are understaffed. Mm. It is an Edgecorp facility. Yep, and yep. they are behind. <laughs> I think I can get it loaded for you by tomorrow morning. Uh, is there any way to get it here faster? Make me a diplomacy job. And then don't forget, I have that one favor on Absalom Station in the 
in the queue. Oh we yeah, burn oh. that to get her stuff from the old connections. Remember, I had one one stored. That's nice. true. Is here where you want to use it? Go ahead and use your thing, Angel. All right. Um, I'm picturing the captain probably brings out his data pad to get the information, and um, S is gonna you know just tap them on the shoulder, and it's like, I have this, Captain. And really quick is putting in a couple of commands into their own data pad and reaching out to their old peeps at the command station. They're like, you know, hey, Randy, Randy, are you online? Oh, I'm always online. This is Esk. I, I need you to do me a solid from that one time. Look, I uh, we really need to get off Absalom Station. And it'd be great if you can bring up a manifest... The manifest database 4473 mark 8. You should see an index number 4853 uh, delta 5. If you could find it in your hearts to just maybe pop that up to the top of the priority. Um, I think would be even Steven. Even Steven. All right, Ask. I mean, you've definitely... You've done us a uh, several solids in the past. I will I will reroute a work crew. That's perfect. But this is it, right? Like that's we're clear. This, no, we're clear. Ledger's cleared up. We're good. Okay. This will do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, the crew that I'm rerouting is uh there's a particular captain that's been really pissing me off. Oh, perfect. And, uh, she can wait a little while, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you ever dealt with an Ahsoki named Neva? Ass <laughs> 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 S- will definitely chitter, uh, chitter laughter. Um, I've, I've heard of them. Yeah, they, you know, it'll do them good to wait. I think so too. Their cargo can wait till later. <laughs> Perfect. All right, rewrite in the crew. I might end up owing you one. <laughs> Randy laughs and signs off. All right, Captain, I got it taken care of. Friday's still laughing a little bit. I, I thank you so much. You just made my day. <laughs> Skix is holding it together because Skix, t- Skix is a toughie, but he up there also his eyes like a little glistening, like he might cry from relief. Oh, like. like well, that well, that's good. They should help us out more. That, that <laughs> as it as it should be. We work hard enough around here. Might as well let those those cushy station crews with their good pensions and stuff actually <laughs> actually come out and help us. We've actually been in a similar position in different jobs, but similar kind of style where just constantly overworked. You're. You should be more appreciated more. You, you're doing awesome work. Well, gosh, I appreciate that. Actually, uh, I, I do still, I do still need that that uh, shipping ticket and and your authorization code. So you need to go, need to go grab that for me. I got it, Captain. Awesome. Okie doke. Ask. You're walking through the shipping containers. You're looking for the ones you want. You notice that down towards sort of the middle section of this warehouse, there are a couple of security robots hanging out. And as you approach, hang on, I just want to show you a bigger picture of one of these things. They're so funny. They're called a, they're called a hug bot. 
A hug bot? I love them. I do want to hug one. <gasps> Baymax. Oh my gosh. It looks like a squarish Baymax. It does. And it's got a happy little screen with a happy little face on it. <gasps> oh, they're so cute. I want one. And then the, the first one, the first one comes up to you, the one close and says, hey there, halt. Halting? Turn around and leave. Uh, Why? Pardon? This area is under our security. We have a oh. no entrance policy. When was this policy initiated? I've been sent over on official warehouse business. Now I'm getting conflicting data. If you don't leave, I will be forced to incapacitate you. Oh, goodness. Um, sure. Uh Um, I'll head back and let the crew know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I I just got stopped by these super cute hug bots. Oh. There's, they need security? Uh, well, let's see if we can hunt down kicks and tell them if you can give us a download of what we need to do to deactivate these hug bots. Or get the clearance, I suppose. That's interesting. Yeah. So where's Skix at? Uh, Skix is pretty much right where right where you left him. So you find Skix again, who is a little chagrined. Goes like, okay, so I was actually supposed to give you the authorization code first. Oh. <laughs> oh, understandable. That would have been useful. <laughs> have a full socket. Understandable. But that's still weird. They shouldn't be acting like that. They're not supposed to be activated until after they've been given a code of some sort. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, well, we'll give this this code a try, and if not, we'll see what we can do. Maybe we should all go, just in case there's some shenanigans going on. What? What kind of shenanigans would be possibly happening? Miss Fanny was working in an Edgecorp warehouse just like this one when Friday came and requisitioned her as the ship cook. It's part of their origin story. I mean, I may have to dismantle them if they if they are acting, you know, outside of their characters, but I I will certainly make sure to put them back and fix whatever's wrong with them if we do. Skix waves a hand at you to be like, "It's fine. They're not. A, they're not. It's. They won't do anything. Yeah. Just give them the proper code." All right, All let's right. go. As we're walking down the hallway, uh, when we're out of earshots of Skix, I, I say, "If we destroy them, let's try to take the parts so we can build one for the ship." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Why are you all so suspicious? It's all going to be I didn't I didn't give anything away at all. Captain, you wanna steal one of these? <laughs> I wanna steal as much from Edge Corp as I possibly can. Hell yeah, uh, brother. Well, I suppose it doesn't make me feel too guilty, but still. Hmm. Okay, so you make it back to the Hugbots and you give them your authorization code. And they power down and let you pass. Oh, thank goodness. Friday kind of ducks his head in disappointment. <laughs> Ask is like, yes! Okay, this is how a warehouse operation is supposed to go. Ah, oh, those were simpler times. You grab the shipping tag. You're about to head back to Skix. And one of them slams into you. Halt! Oh, God. Roll for initiative. <laughs> uh, gosh, bless it. 
<laughs> faulty code. Faulty code my circuits. <laughs> Not faulty code. Run the number again. One one seven six seven six one six six. Run it again. You see one of them cycling between a smile and a frown. Smile, frown. Smile, frown. Smile, frown. Six on frown. Faulty code. Hylax's mm, mandible. <laughs> All right. What are our initiatives? We're going to start with Ballad. 18. 18. Can everybody move their character? Friday Francisco. Friday's not doing his greatest best at rolling today. He got a, he got an 11. Nice. Okay. Saren. I rolled a 15. 15. And Esk. 17. 17. Okay. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. It's the first combat since uh, you all gained a level. So I'm excited to see wow. the new things you can do against these adorable, very squishy security robots. Uh, we're going to start with Hugbot number one. Okay. Uh, Hugbot one is going to continue slamming into Esk. How's a 15? Oh, a 15. Oop, nope. Not going to do it. They've got their Lashunta, um, let me see, their Lashunta temp weave. Nope, not going to do it. Excellent. Okay, so this thing, after flashing between happy, sad, happy, sad, happy, sad, makes a rush at you, attempts to slam you into the ground, and ends up slamming into the ground itself. Boom. Fresh. Halt. Okay, moving on to Ballad. Ballad's going to rush in, going, hey, 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 back off. And it's going to rush in and give him a whipping. Ooh, a whipping. <laughs> Get whipped. Oh, I don't I don't imagine that does it. <laughs> a 15. It was a 15, huh? Yeah. No, no, that's not, that's not quite, not quite going to do. Well, hang on. Is it, I forget, is your whip a energy attack or a kinetic attack? It's a kinetic attack, sadly. Okay, then yes, that's not going to work then. <laughs> and did you attack the one that had fallen down? Yeah. Everybody's missing. Everybody's been caught <laughs> off guard. And we're moving on. <laughs> we're moving on to Esk. They're just so friendly, is all. It's those I know, off. they're so cute. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> they're just Esk. trying to protect the cargo. Oh, portable things. All right, Esk, as a technomancer, you know, merges that fine line between magic and technology. So with one of their shearing arms, it's going to kind of like wave it up on the air. And it's kind of harnessing the energy that's already in the warehouse. And it starts to uh, coalesce into arcing electricity in their hand. Ooh. And is going to touch the nearest Hugbot to give it a jolting surge. So that is a 23 against their uh-huh. EAC. I guess that hits. Yes! <laughs> I do get a plus two against I robots. Suppose. microaggressions. <laughs> yeah, extra rude. <laughs> oh, you're fighting a robot? It's plus two. It's like, dang, rude. Alright, um, tell, me, tell oh. me about the damage. What happens to me? Max damage. So as the hand connects and the and electricity surges in, and again with that technomantic senses, 
you know, shoves the energies into any circuit that it can uh, find kind of magically. So that's a total of 16 points of damage. 16 points of damage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it uh it does the it does the thing. It's still it's still like getting up from the ground in the process of it and it goes and then falls back down. I hope I can just avoid the warranty. Uh good turn. Yeah, I'll stay there. I won't move. What's up with you? Saren is going to summon your crystal lance, just like shink and uh, run, run forward, like loping on, on, I uh, forgot last time she, in addition to like extra crystals did change your legs so that they're more animalistic. So loping along on the legs with the crystal lance sort of dragging yeah. sparks along the ground, this ringing sound kind of coming up around to get the flank and is like as sort of G spins is going to or like comes around is going to cut at the downs hug bot stab into its fleshy okay. bits or a soft Ooh, fleshy bits puffy fleshy bits in the middle <laughs> but it's so cute and cuddly ah. it just wants to hug you yep. to stop you from going anywhere or touching anything that's a 13 to hit its flat-footed KAC because it's prone? It is not mechanically prone. <laughs> that was... Oh, okay. That was flavor on my part, but... Well, but still flat-footed because it's flanked, so... Still still not quite good enough yet. Friday. I'm going to cast Crystal Eruption on the, the one, the hug bot in the back. So for that... Ooh, okay. Fresh attack. That sounds cool. I need you to roll me a DC reflex. <laughs> not, not amazing. Uh, with its reflex bonus, that is a seven. Woohoo! Oh so it's, it will do two D. We'll do thirteen points of piercing damage, and I also need to roll uh, for the movement damage, which is one D four. But I think I only take that when I actually attempt to move anywhere. Yep. Then that's it. 13 points. <laughs> Amazing. So this ring of crystals show up behind, like at the hug bot that's kind of been lingering behind closer to the cargo. And they're so soft and pillowy that I just imagine that these, like the crystals erupt out of the ground and it just like pierces into the soft doughy parts of the body. And then just like little Aww. bits of like stuffing just start coming out of it. Because it's supposed to be a hug bot, so it's supposed to be cuddly while it incapacitates you. <laughs> it's supposed to be a really comfortable experience insofar as these things go. <laughs> the crystal pushes their belly and it goes, <laughs> Alright, and there's a thirty there's a thirty foot area of effect. It definitely flickers into its frowny face configuration. These are the cutest things we've ever battled. Not like the crazy underwater uh, clam creature. We have like undead s- spaceship zombie type thing. Mm-hmm. Now we got little cute little hug butts. Yeah. Why can't they all Vesk- be hug butts? Vesk assassins, you know. <laughs> 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 and now a really cuddly, happy little friend who well, just wants to hold you still and hold you real tight. Aww. I'm okay with that. Yeah. 
Okay, it is the Hugpot, the Hugbot that just got hit with a large amount of crystals. It throws a sticky bomb grenade. It pulls oh, a little grenade from somewhere on its oh. fluffy, huggable, big old body and hurls it uh, at this square right in between Saren and Ballad, which is at the very end of its range with that, but still just slightly inside. And that's going to be a 14 against your KACs. I mean, it doesn't hit, but I believe that um, it's like a splash thing, right? It's a splash thing. Yeah, so you're not actually aiming with the grenade. You're not aiming against the KAC of a person. You're aiming at the K or like at the KAC of the floor, and then I believe we make a reflex save to to avoid damage yeah, or in this case getting covered in stick. It says DC. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it gave me it gave me the DC for your reflex save. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Go ahead and make me a reflex save. It successfully threw it. I guess was what the was what my role was for. Yep, got it right where it wanted it to be. Oh, that is a 21 for me. Alrighty. 19 for 19 me. for Ballad. And let's see. It's got a 10-foot range. So if I landed it here, I think it could only get Saren and Ballad at the moment. Uh, you both pass. It explodes. Uh, a bunch of sticky, gross gunk goes everywhere. But nothing happens to you. We managed Yay. to dodge it. Molten yeah, marshmallow. duck out of the way. Boo. <laughs> to marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, these are stay puffed men. <laughs> okay. You're going to well, have to post case, a picture of these things when this episode drops. Yeah. Absolutely. They're so cute. <laughs> okay. It's going, the Hugbot is going to then uh, attempt to advance out of the crystal area, but it will take 1d4 of damage. Dustin, roll me 1d4. Wait, before you do that, uh, did you account for the. A dangerous terrain. Oh, I can only move half speed. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, okay. Well, then it's uh, still within the circle. It was. It's advancing slowly. Four points of damage. Nice. Also, boo. Awesome. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Okay. Yeah. It's. Uh. It's getting ripped up, but it's. Uh. So far, the damage seems to be more or less superficial. It's still coming. And we get back to the Hugbot that is currently being flanked by you three, Esk, Ballad, and Saren. <laughs> That's going to go for a slam again. And since it's still facing Relora, well, hang on. Who who entered the code? Relora, were you the one that entered the code? Yes, I was the one that gave him the code. And okay. I had him double check it. I tried. Then, then the Hugbot's still going for Esk with another slam attack. That one's a 24. Well, that will do it. I'm sure it will. Okay, did I exceed your KAC by four? Okay, 18. So, yes, you exceeded it by six. Cool, cool. Uh, You are grappled. Oh. And you're also going to take 13 points of non-lethal damage. All right, so this is how you want to play it. Yeah, so this Hugbot slams its body into you and as part of its attack gives you a big ol' hug and you're just kind of enveloped in warm, pillowy softness and you are not able to move. Oh my! Ooh, ooh, ooh! Oh gosh, that's tight! Hold still. Okay, so that's its turn. Ballad and Friday, before we move on to our next turns, 
This is still a pretty active warehouse. Cargo's being automatically flung around all over the place as these work crews continue to do their job. There really aren't any other people on the floor with you at the moment. It's all being automated. And there's still stuff whizzing around. The two of you are standing right next to one of the tracks that the cargo moves down. You see one such crate has been unloaded and is whizzing down the track at you pretty quickly. I'm going to need the two of you to make me reflex saves. Does the Hugbot also have to make one? Because it's also positioned next to the track. It, it sure does have to make a reflex. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. <laughs> Dear fucking God. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> well, at least I'm not the only one who failed. Yeah. <laughs> that was a... That was a pretty good fail for me. I didn't roll that great. Oh, wow. boy. Oh, oh, boy. Okay, well, Valid. Wait, before you go, I have a new skill that came up called Spot Ooh, of Luck. Whipper. And when you Ooh. use this ability, you get to re-roll 1d20. That's a pretty cool skill. 24. Okay, Friday, you see this thing coming because you're already looking in the right direction. You're looking at... Uh, the Hugbot who you've encased in crystal problems, and <laughs> you are able to duck out of the way. Ballad and the Hugbot are not so lucky. As the crate comes roaring down the track, uh, kind of obliterating through your crystals. It's slowing down a little bit, getting through the crystals, but it's but that's the crystals are not enough to stop an oncoming like cargo train. Hugbot and Ballad are each going to take 4d6 bludgeoning damage. Ooh, I'm going to go ow. ahead and roll that now. Crystal problems 15. is what they called Saren and the Orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Mean. <laughs> oh, Heidi, are both of us Orphanage kids in Starfinder? Uh, not really. Saren's <laughs> Orphanage situation is complicated. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so Ballad take 15 points of damage. Uh, I already took the 15 points of damage for the Hugbot as this uh, little cargo train comes roaring down the track and disappears back into the warehouse. It's got bits of Hugbot fluff on it because the corners of it (laughs) caught the Hugbot side and ripped a big hole in it. Nice. So this Hugbot's not doing too good anymore. Between that and the the crystal circle. Uh, Question. Did it move? The Hogbot? Yeah. Um, no, not on purpose, but getting hit by a cargo train probably did move it, I would say. Do you, uh, are you trying to argue for getting to roll a, a 1d4? Yep. I'll let you. I think, I think it probably <laughs> got, uh, I'm going to, I'll, I will let you do that if it got moved out of the circle by the force of the train, because that's how much it would have taken having gotten moved. I'm fine with that. So the cargo train caught it, pushed it forward, and then kept rolling and took a chunk of it with it. And how much does the 1d4 take with it? Uh, two. It's hurting. Uh, it's missing large holes. Its screen is starting to flicker. You get the sense that it's about to short circuit and just die, but it, not quite. All right. How, you do, how are you doing there, Balin? Eh, she's okay. Still in stamina. 
I think she takes it on the shoulder and staggers it for like a, a step and then just shakes it off. She's going to reposition. Uh, but I think first she's going to attack and then move. 19. That'll hit. Awesome. 16 points of damage. 16 oh, points then- of damage. She, she's going to eat the AOO uh, and go ahead and um, zoom around through Saren's circle to stand on the other side. She doesn't want to get hit by any more cargo. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Okay, yeah. Uh, 16 points of damage. I think that what you do to this thing, something very similar to what the cargo train just did, and you whip <laughs> your chain whip and the end of it slices right through the side. So now the Hugbot is lagging to one side. Like, it's just crumpled. It's lost structural support. So it's just pillowing on one side, and it's it's off-kilter. It is tilted. It is not mechanically off-kilter, but it is uh, quite a bit tilted. Yeah, it's uh, not doing great. It's still holding <laughs> on to Relora. Still holding on to Relora somehow. <laughs> I think I got the I got an exoskeleton at the moment. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Relora, you are grappled. Okay. All right. Since it since it has me there, Esk is gonna just reach uh, until it can basically where the hole is is gonna shove their hand already into the exposed uh, exposed wiring of the of the bot and is going to again send this jolting surge into it. Oh, shit. Amazing. Okay. I mean, it's going to be at a negative two because I am grappled. So, and really stretching to get there. So, oh, this one's not as good as the first one. So that's an eight. Uh, Esk feels a wire. He's like, yes, this is it. But what he doesn't know, it's like the grounding (laughs) wire that's part of the Mm -hmm. internal mechanism (laughs) to avoid um, overloads internally. (laughs) And super excited, but it's pouring juice into just the wrong cable. Yep. That did not, that did, that did nothing. It did not work. (laughs) I love that explanation for it too. That's so funny. Looks directly, (laughs) looks directly at Saren. First looking like really um, excited and victorious as just electricity just sparks everywhere. And then is waiting for something to happen. Looks at Saren's like, did, uh, did I just grab its grounding cable? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Sorry. Okay. If anything, the Hugbot just cuddles you closer. Oh, so much. Love uh, hurts. Love hurts. Please don't resist. <laughs> Saren, it's your turn. Your dear friend Ballad and your dear friend Ballad just got hit by a cargo train before doing some serious damage to this thing. Your other dear friend, Esk, is being cuddled to unconsciousness in this creature's grip. What do you do? Mechanically speaking, this this doesn't work because you, for a lot of reasons, like dual wielding. But like, if you're cool with the flavor of it, Saren is going to uh, summon a second crystal lance and just att- do a full attack, like slicing as best as you can, you know, through the fluffy matter to to free <laughs> Laura. <laughs> okay. To free S. I like it. Okay. 
that's totally fine with me. Make your right, attack. Full roll. attack. Ooh, that is a 19 oh. on the first attack. Uh, seven on the second. First one hits, second one does not. Okay. Uh, that is yes. 12 slashing damage. Or piercing, either way. As you slice this thing in half, you slice right through its power core. It sparks like crazy. Ooh. And then there's like a tiny explosion, but a very small one that's contained within its big fluffy body. Because it's just, it's designed not to hurt anyone seriously. <laughs> Even if something malfunctions. And it lets go over Laura and collapses to the ground. Oh. Wow. You, you, you doing okay there, Esk? Oh, it's getting harder to breathe. Okay. Oh, much better. Thank you so much. That's good. Ooh, that was a tight hold. My goodness. Uh, all right. Friday, Francisco, there is still one Hugbot that needs to be dealt with. Uh, the other, it has taken three of your compatriots to defeat the first one. And here's little you, the only one focused on the final Hugbot. But you're pretty sure you've got it. Yes, ma'am. Friday's gonna move over to the close to, gonna move over next to Miss Fanny and is going to cast the beloved beloved crystal eruption in the circle I placing now or trying to place now the beloved everybody <laughs> loves the crystal eruption beloved. especially me Abby <laughs> and Abby I need you to roll a reflex oh I've been doing so well with those today oh let me add it why not how's a nine Nine is not good enough, so you're going to get the wow. full blunt of this. <laughs> All right, give me that. It was it's two d eight, right? That will be nine points of damage. Uh, wow. Um, I'm just I'm I'm letting you know it's swaying. It's kind of looking like it might be just about to crumple. It's just not quite there. It looks like if you flick it, it'll fall over. <laughs> but it just manages to maintain its balance long enough to bring up its anchor pistol. Uh-oh. And uh, it will be firing at Captain Friday, Francisco, because of reasons. How's a 15? Is it meets it beats? Yeah, meets it beats. Yep. So that's going to be a nine. Uh, nine points of nine lethal damage to Friday as this thing, uh, it just, it's going to zap you. It's going to do essentially what Miss Fanny's been doing to its friend. Mm-hmm. Poser. It it's, it's, it's stealing my ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Big old copycat. Friday is doing fine. Top of the <laughs> order. Ballad. You have one collapsed hugbot at your feet. You have another hugbot that looks like it's about to collapse. What do you want to do? Ballad says, you know what? Fuck this. And she goes rushing through the crystals. She's oh. going to take that damage. Badass. Okay. And at the end, as she's taking that damage, uh, her body collapses in on itself and explodes. Ooh. So you are going to take... Well, first of all, you need a uh, reflex save, but... Would I be taking damage for half anyway, even if I make it? Yes. Then I'm just going to tell you right now, it doesn't matter. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. I take two from one hit point left. <laughs> Abby, rob me of my glory. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> this is the equivalent of like somebody loosening the thing of pickles and then yes. like, and then somebody just coming on and go Ding. you loosen the top I exploded it open with way too much force <laughs> there's just like a ring of molten like like the crystals crystals don't necessarily like melt but they, with solar fire there's kind of there's an effect you know so they're a little bit um messed up looking like there's a big ring of of like burnt ass crystals and then this thing just completely roasted obliterated <laughs> oh yeah this thing is it is a melted puddle of plastic and floof dang so we get the tab uh Saren, can you take that non-melted and see if we can i'm actually interested to see it's obviously hard coded with some Malware, and I want to see if we can figure out where that's coming from. Yeah, I'll I'll take care of it. Saren says, gathering up the pieces. Yeah, sorry for melting this one. So the four of you drag your, you know, the remaining Hugbot out to the main warehouse floor, and Skix takes one look at you and goes like, what happened to you? Hugbots. They attacked us. Ah, <gasps> uh, shit. Hey, you know, I... Hey, I, I, I'm sure there's a way that we can we can kind of kind of kind of smooth this over, and there, there'd be no need to, to mention that I that I sent you back in there after you told me there was a problem to to anyone I work for, right? I can mm-hmm. uh, I can give you a little something out of lost and found, please. Oh, Ooh. sure. And you can what you can keep doesn't that. know won't hurt them. Skix offers you a relieved smile and says, I, I really couldn't agree more. And he gives you uh, an entire like crate full of highly polished ceremonial equipment meant for a powerful dignitary. Ooh. Uh, so that includes a silver Abadar core travel suit, commander ceremonial plate, a red star plasma pistol, and a staff of mystic healing. I'll just tell I'll just tell the ambassador that this got uh, lost in shipment, and uh, we'll just uh, never talk about this again. How's about? Sounds, Sounds great. good to me. Nobody wants to be docked appropriately. Holla, <laughs> Edge Corp. <laughs> Amen. I'll also be taking the remains of this hugbot. Hope you don't mind. They may ask me some questions about what happened to the other one, but uh, I'll just I'll just say you melted it, the same as the yeah. le- the other one. Yeah, good. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Far Beyond the Stars is a fantastic world's production. Thank you so much for listening to the show. In the meantime, if you can't get enough of us, we also produce a second show, the Fantastic Worlds podcast, based on the Reign of Winter Adventure Path through Pathfinder 1E. There are 100 plus episodes. <laughs> 100 plus episodes for you to listen to. Uh, if you're, you know, getting a little sad and missing our voices in between Far Beyond the Stars episodes. We also recommend connecting with our fantastic community on Discord and Reddit or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find links to access all of those on our website, fantasticworldspod.com. If you'd like to support the pod, consider joining our Patreon by going to fantasticworlds.cash where you can get 
get access to behind the scenes content for all of our shows and our undying gratitude for supporting our queer actual play podcasts. I'm Abby, your galactic mistress. You can find me at Bonanza Famine on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Heidi. You can find me at Vamahillion on Twitter. This is Angel, master of the Jolting Surge. Seriously. Oh my God. That was cool. <laughs> I can be reached at Espinoza916. I am Dustin. You can reach me at Dustin Alexander on the social media. This is uh, this is your friend Jess. Check out our Twitch, Fantastic Worlds Pod. We do we do Twitch streams, um, Mondays and Fridays usually. Uh, and you can find me on social media at Hank the Clink. If you enjoy our show, do us a favor, help spread the word to friends and family you think also might enjoy it, and we'll see you next time, far beyond the stars. Pew pew. Hell pew, pew. yeah. Far Beyond the Stars is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Starfinder Adventure Path Fly Free or Die is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2020. All Paizo content is used with permission. You know you're dying to try the Nebula Smoothie Bowl, a vibrant bowl of blended fruits and veggies that resemble the color of a nebula, made with a mix of cosmic berries, purple space kale, and topped with crunchy star clusters and a sprinkle of meteorite dust.